Hi, and welcome to the SEO podcast, Unknown Secrets of Internet Marketing. My name is Chris Burris, owner of eWebStyle. I am Charles Lewis, so internet marketing specialist. Welcome back to another fun-filled edition of our podcast. Yes. We are broadcasting live from Houston, Texas, and we have a tip from our previous podcast. By the way, this is podcast number 247. Yes. That's almost like a hallmark. We're getting to like 250s around the corner. Like we might have to start getting paid for this. Yeah. That's a I like how you think. <laughs> our tip from our previous podcast was include action words in your page titles like apply, buy, shop. This can set the tone for the visitor interaction. Definitely not only sets the tone, but yeah, puts them in the right frame of mind. Because when you think about it, that page title should be what's shown in that search result page. Right. right? And so if that's the first the first impression, if you will, of what people are going to see before they even click by telling them, you know, the link that they're going to click on says apply or buy or purchase. And so they're clicking, understanding that they will likely apply for something or purchase something. And Maybe so they, a better way to put it is if they're not intending on applying for something or purchasing something, they won't click it. They won't click it. Yeah. Or maybe they will, right. and then maybe that maybe seeing that changes their mind. Oh, okay, I will have to purchase this. And at least the visitor who ends up at your site um, is already emotionally ready to make a purchase, to, to, or to, to do whatever action it is that you had to, listed to, in the page title. To follow that CTA, definitely. Yeah, so that's a great tip. All right, please remember we are your friendly local neighborhood top position snatchers. Yes, where our mantra is: Don't be a douche. If you can, you have a device. You could please tweet now. What should they I was tweet? For Chuck? my device, I can't find you it. You had it moments had ago. It, it, it has yeah. disappeared. There it is. You should tweet this. That's right behind me. Tweet yep. uh, um, hashtag. Um, SEO podcast. Uh, this is number two forty-seven. Uh, be sure to tag us in it at Best SEO Podcast at eWebStyle. That way we can follow you back and do all of our social networking stuff. Excellent. Hey, check this out. If you're watching the video, look, it's our new Post-it tabs. Yeah, they look awesome. You really should download the video just for that. Just if, for that uh, right there. <laughs> if you're if and you're for just the special listening. effect you about to see in a minute. Oh yeah, this special <laughs> effect rocks. All right, if you could do us a small favor, if this is more than your first fo- podcast that you're listening to, yeah. please help us out. Write us a review. There's three ways to do that. We make it really easy. One of them has three, three steps. steps. Go on to iTunes, create an account, write a review. If you choose to, you can actually go send us an email, podcast at e-webstyle.com. And uh, let us know you submitted a review. We will give you a punch in the face. And if this is your second podcast, you probably now know that's a good that's thing. That's a good thing. That is a good thing. Next, you can go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash eWebStyle. And when you're there, there's a review button. Go ahead and leave a review. Hopefully, in both cases, you're leaving a five-star review. And next, you can actually go to our IG Plus account. <laughs> it's like nope, nope, nope. G plus account. We've made it incredibly easy yeah, to get to that. It's extremely simple, and I'm about to add one more to that. Okay, okay, yeah. cool. So the way you get there is e webstylecom slash Google plus and slash Google plus or slash uh, G plus or slash G. Plus. Leave out the uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't put the uh. Or don't, don't, yeah, don't put none of that. You don't have to do this either. That, that won't help you the not one bit. Gesturing and yeah, the, nobody's gotten that right on their uh, gesture recognition software yet. Um, that would be well, that, almost it's coming. You think about uh, think about Xbox Live exactly. Yeah, no, it's yeah. So it's 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 we're uh, what Minority Report around the corner. Um, 
So when you get to G plus, we want you to do three things. Yeah, please. we want you to do uh, three things when you get there. Very quick things. It take you less than three clicks to do all of these things. The first one and most important one: leave us a review. Yep. Hopefully, it's five stars, five and stars. Uh, we shall appreciate it. While you're there, uh, put us in a circle and give us that plus one, please. Our plus bu- plus one to review ratio is still out of whack. Yeah. We need your help. And uh, finally, I said three ways. There's actually a fourth way. And apparently soon there's going to be a fifth way, Stitcher, stitcher.com. Look for our podcast. In fact, if you just type Stitcher and then put in a space Mm -hmm. and then type in SEO podcast, we'll come up. And when you get there, click the review, write a review, please. Uh, and it's uh, just the, all the ways you can haunt us and stalk, stalk us. Facebook.com slash eWebStyle. Twitter.com slash eWebStyle. YouTube.com slash eWebStyle. Instagram.com slash E-Web style. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Uh, if you are a PHP expert, WordPress extraordinaire guy, guru, um, we're interested in working with yeah, you. We need to talk. So if you're so. interested in working with world-class experts, is submit an audio resume, 713-510-7846. That's 510-7846. Uh, and we'll be in contact, maybe, depending on how that resume sounds. <laughs> uh, referral program. If you have a client who they need some services internet marketing you send them to us they pay their bill we pay you you I like it uh, free website analysis go to our website e-webstyle.com and you will find a form somewhere everywhere right in the middle if you go to the home page click that button that says free website now and fill it up You'll be in good shape. Now it's time for our segment with the unbelievable video effect. It's the algorithm cataclysm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That was good. That was definitely, uh, and it was worth that good one. Yeah. So today's AlgoCat. Um, By the way, this is like fourth podcast in a row with AlgoCat because we we had a dry spell there. We had a long dry which spell. Kind of what's good, been noticing good is Bing. Last podcast was Bing. All right. Podcast right. before that was Bing, and today is Bing. I was just looking at a website today. One of our potential clients uh, actually punched in the face to John if he's listening. Yeah, he's connected. To you. Maybe that's him right there. Yeah. Hey, John. Um, and they were getting more traffic from Bing. Than, than from Google. Well, look, Bing is rolling out. So, so a couple things. First off, Bing Ad Center is, is following the steps of Google AdWords, right? right? So they're rolling out. They're going to start testing the the default close variants and getting rid of the different okay. match types. Okay. Remember, last last week, we, well, the week before last, we reported that Google AdWords was rolling out close variants instead of exact match options now in regards to your AdWords pay per click campaign. What that meant was um, no longer less control. <laughs> Basically, yeah, you could no longer exact match your phrases. If anybody searches for a term that's a close variant, um, then your ads will still show. And right. so Bing is basically testing the same thing. Cool thing, Bing Maps now has Street View. Okay, cool. I wonder if they're different. It'd be kind of cool just to compare them. Yeah, I, w- I want to know how they're doing it because I haven't seen any Bing cars riding yeah, around. Yeah, <laughs> or so, heard of any. Yeah, it's so. I'm, just interested. Like, is the Bing car probably an SUV? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Bing Mobile. <laughs> it's so cool. We'll come back to that by the, in a minute. By the way, there's a game that I've played. You go on, look for like uh, Google uh, a Street View game. And it'll drop you in a street view randomly, mm-hmm. right? So you just have where, to, where you and you get from? to click around in, so you can't see the map, but you got to figure out where you're at, and then you get the full globe and you guess where you're at, and it tells you how far off you are. That's kind of cool. If it I is just cool. had some time. Yeah, <laughs> first 
Step one, purchase time. Yeah. <laughs> Step two, play game. Play game. Pretty cool. <laughs> and so the third one, this is actually kind of cool. So Bing and Bing rolled out an app linking. So uh, if you do a search okay. on Bing on a mobile device, then your search results will include links to apps. That can offer assistance for Google whatever you did that a while for. ago, right? So they're wow, very cool. Catching up, so so punch in the face to Bing, man. Kudos yeah, on the, yeah. on the catching up. Although you are my what news later today, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> By the way, that news is what? <laughs> <laughs> what were you thinking? Exactly. All right, you have some tips. You want to get into news? I got news? a punch in the face. Um, then we'll get into the news. This punch in the face goes to Ed Cole. He hit us up on Twitter at TurkeyFace77. Which was cool. He actually tweeted us a 55-second video on how to leave Stitcher reviews. Oh, cool. (laughs) So, punch in the face to you, dude. Appreciate it. I retweeted it, and I'll likely start sending that out every week. Yeah. And maybe stick it on our Facebook page or something. (laughs) Or somewhere. Yeah. Very cool. All right. So, uh, just a little bit of news. Amazon buys Twitch. You know what Twitch is? (laughs) Right, that's what Twitch is. That's what a Twitch is. Yes. Um, So, so I'm not surprised you don't know because I I didn't. I heard of Twitch. It's a. um, Go ahead. It's a. It's a. It's it's a passive video game website. Okay. And by passive, I I mean it's dudes playing and people watching dudes play video games. And they have people... It's kind of cool, actually. So... so, As a gamer, or a former gamer, I used to be a huge gamer, you know, it was one thing to be in a room with other gamers and watch them play. Yeah. It's kind of okay. Yeah. I get it. No, it's a little odd, though, right? Because we're not gamers anymore. So I get it, and I don't get it at all. (laughs) My nephews, I heard about it because my nephew, one of my nephews, just will watch hours of somebody else playing a game. And I'm like... That's weird, and he was trying to make the point. Well, it's the same as playing sports, and with me, I actually don't. Wa- I know you're a big sports yeah. watcher, reason. Uh, uh, yeah, Twitch is for streaming, is what we're we're getting from the peanut gallery around here. <laughs> um, what t- gamer? Um, yeah, right? that's a gamer. He knows what <laughs> Twitch is. So. I just don't. I don't watch. Who bought it? He probably was mad at that. Amazon. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. yeah, and it's like a, a billion dollar buy or something. Mm-hmm. I can't it's a huge remember. Deal. It's yeah, a huge deal. Big deal. And, and so what was interesting is they're like Amazon is serious about gaming, and I'm like, well, no, they're serious about streaming because Twitch isn't about gaming. gaming right? Yeah. It's not like buying the NBA. It's like buying ESPN. Right. So anyway, I thought that was interesting. Snapchat has a value. They're looking for some small fundraising. They're valued at ten billion. They have a hundred million users. Yeah. Yeah. So a hundred million users. That's a value of ten dollars per user. Boy. No, a hundred dollars per user. So how does one user translate to a hundred bucks? It's interesting. And maybe they're more than a hundred million by, now. By keeping their data and saying it's not their kept. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and they, I also read a whole bunch of other interesting. It's actually not the teens who are sexting. It's like the 22 to 28 year olds, not the teens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the ones who are supposed to be more responsible and know not to do that. It's yeah. the ones who have officially moved out of their parents' house and now I can do whatever I want to do. Well, that and you also like, let's be realistic. You're as a teen, you're like a little awkward about your body and everything. You get to your 20s. It's also when you, know, mm-hmm. you develop. A little yeah. Bit. yeah, yeah, you've got a little more maturity. So you sexed. <laughs> and then finally, I actually just downloaded this app. Have you heard of Nextdoor? So it's an app that just connects you with people in your neighborhood. 
Okay. Right. Oh, so you can you. only connect to a small area, and I don't know. Like, so I connected my area. I literally have this little neighborhood that's three blocks only, actually. So it actually showed me the area. I don't know what would happen in in Houston. There's an area. A, a, pro, a, a city called Bel Air, a municipality called Bel Air. So I don't know if it would include all of Bel Air or, or just, just five streets around where you're at in Bel Air. But um, it's kind of cool. So it's there. You can share things like you know my dog's missing. They're they're actually doing getting some press because by sharing it on next door pictures of like a car like somebody had a package delivery that got th- thieved. Lifted, stolen, stolen, yeah. and they saw the car but couldn't read the license plate. They asked around the neighborhood in next door. They, they found, found it. They, you know, they're in custody. They stole milk. I don't know why you get in custody for stealing milk, but that's you know, that's a, I don't, that's another part of the story. All right, so we have a couple of reviews. Notice no tear no tattoos. Tears. I noticed it. <laughs> um, punch in the face to Deanna Atha. It says the podcast is top notch. My marketing guy. My marketing director Ian listens to them in benches and loves it. Benches, that's yeah. Marketing guy Ian, marketing guy Ian. Uh, these guys are super knowledgeable. Thanks, guys. And uh, that was from G Plus. Thank you, uh, Diana or how Diana. Bad? I wonder how, how how I was going to say how bad, but how good are his benches? Yeah. Right. Does he like? Podcast, yeah, like, twenty podcasts at, at um, like yeah. David Hunter. at double speed, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at hyper speed, you know, or is it you know that, that's awesome. three or four yeah. at regular speed? I'm just spinning all over my iPad here, and fi- and next we've got from Stitcher. Thank you. Um, this one is five stars. This is UV Films. It says new listener, great advice. I have found your podcast in suggestions in Stitcher. By the way, I didn't. That's Note awesome. It, yeah. Have listened to the newest episode and like it. Can't wait to listen to old podcasts and new ones. Punch in the face to UV yeah, Films. To uh, probably uh, probably in Texas somewhere. As hot as it is, we need all the UV Films we can get. Yeah. Uh, like triple layer that thing. Uh, and finally, we have a question. This question came to us through our email address. And our email address is podcast at e-wolfstyle.com. It's from Chris Hall in the UK. He says... Loving the shows, my question is regarding static home pages versus posts. I post daily and improving my posts for SEO as well as interesting and and improving my posts for SEO as well as interested inter, and, and and want to know is there a major difference between having I should read these before on the air. Uh, having a static home page which I can edit once a week and have recent posts listed to the side okay. compared to just having a usual news post feed. So that's a separate page that's a news post feed, or should I have one of those small kind of sections that has news posts? That has the latest post or news feeds, isn't it? And okay. this next part is cool. When I search my domain, it lists the latest news I have posted as the meta description, rather than detailing the details of the website and what we do. So that's instead of using your uh, description title tag, yeah. uh, title tag, description metal tag, meta tag, it's actually grabbing the new latest the, the news. The meta information from the news feed. Yep. Rival companies all have static home pages, but I, 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 yeah, most typo. SEO guides, yeah. yeah, most SEO guides say that ha- should have the post showing. showing. Um, hope you can shed some light on this, kind of. Chris, punch in the first. Punch in the punch face, face to you, Chris. Chris Hall. Thank you for submitting your question. It's a punch uh, in the face. <laughs> That's my Scottish punch in the face. Oh, Scottish! Yeah. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> it's thought, too short. I, I get longer. Head sneeze. <laughs> it's a punch in the face. <laughs> so, so your first question. Um, I am a firm believer in having static content on your homepage. Home page. 
content that you can write specifically for the home page that targets users who land on the site immediately. I'm also a firm believer in optimizing that home page, that meta description. Um, you may want to implement some scheme or something like that to have a little bit more control over what description is being shown. Uh, part two of your first question, I also believe you should have related posts and news feeds and things of that nature on your homepage, maybe in the sidebar or below the content area or somewhere if you indeed blog or have news updates frequently. It's <laughs> worth having them on the phone page. Yep. It's that important. Um, I believe that your news feeds are probably showing in search results instead of your optimized homepage content uh, because those pages are probably more relevant to the search. Well, so he said when he searches his domain. Oh, when you so, search for the domain name, yeah. exactly. So that mm. makes sense. Like, it doesn't need to show your name. They're searching for you. This is the most recent news, news that you've published. That you've published yeah. about it, relevant to your domain name. So well, that, that actually, that, 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 that makes, makes sense. That makes perfect yeah, sense. searching your domain name, yeah. Well, here's the latest news from this domain name. I could see why Google Yeah, and you said rival companies. But um, it, that's it. That's, yeah, that is, that's yeah, the so whole question. I would... Um, so to answer your question, yes. You're doing the right thing. And there is really no big difference from a URL perspective in regards to posting pages because at oh, the end yeah. of the day, they still, after the slash, if you're using WordPress, which you probably are, uh, they look the same. <laughs> and so there's no really difference there. The only difference is is from an admin perspective, how you organize the site or they be in a category or not or versus you know that sort of layout. But uh, uh, I recommend homepage content and using those latest posts. Yeah, and, and it, don't worry about what you're seeing. It makes sense because you're searching for your domain name. Probably if you're searching for keywords where you rank well or at all, when you get there, it's not showing the latest news. If that's true, send us another email. We'd love to know well, about that. Well, I'd be curious be to know, you know, how many searches do you get for your domain, domain name? Right. Like, if you get tons of people searching you by name, then it may be worth doing something different so you can have more control over what they see when they search. But if it's just you kind of testing to see what happens, then you should be seeing your latest news. I think that's uh, know your audience, and we've talked about that a couple times. Once Appreciate or twice your before. question, Chris. Punch in the face to you for some minute. Excellent. All right. Um, that is the potatoes of our podcast. Time to get into the meat. Great. Uh, so, um, yeah, today's meat, man, is uh, I want to give a punch in the face uh, to Mona uh, Elise Lee. And I'm so sorry if I screwed that up. Uh, she posted an article on Search Engine Land called 10 Form Optimization Tips for Landing Pages. 10 Form Optimization. Ooh, this is going to be a good one. Yeah, 10 yeah. Form Optimization Tips for Landing Pages. And we talk about SIVO all the time here, which is, you know, our term for Search Engine Visitor Optimization. And the whole, the whole concept of that is making sure that when visitors land on your site that they take the desired action that you want them to take. In this case, let's say that action is a form, and so she has an article, 10 tips on, on what, how to optimize those forms uh, to get more form submissions. So let's dig right into it. Uh, number one, she says, uh, include a privacy line. She goes on to say, try something like, we respect your privacy or we do not provide information to third parties. Uh, this is key, and even though part of me feels like uh, that's kind of standard information. You're just putting it there. The other part of me is like, appreciate it. I really hope you won't <laughs> give my information out. And so I definitely agree. I think it is a necessary statement, especially if you're in one of those I think situations it's where, you're, where you're submitting a certain type of information, yep. then it's definitely worth being there. Or not even typing her. So let's just say, I, I think probably one of the things that come out of this article is... Yeah, legal, your health... 
Well, I, one of the things that will come out is a much short, you know, have a short form. Mm -hmm. So whether no, no matter the industry, you're probably going to have name, phone mm. number, email, maybe comments, right? So if you got those four things, if you're submitting because you're looking for AC work, not such a big deal. Privacy, probably not that big of a concern. You should have a privacy statement somewhere. Yeah. If you're submitting because it's a DUI, we have a client who's a DUI attorney, and if you somebody's need to some comments about when you got pulled over and how you got pulled over and what you got caught with, uh, then yeah, that statement means a lot. I think even if you don't include that information, you're actually submitting something on a DWI, you don't need anybody knowing, you know, you want to know that your information is going to be held privately more so than if you're on an AC website or Which, whatever. By the way, speaking of that client, and we'll get back to this, I'm realizing that due to the nature of his business, it is becoming increasingly difficult to get him reviews. Yeah. Because people don't want to leave a review that, man, he helped me get out of jail. I he helped me. Yeah. I was driving drunk and he got me out of that. You know, people don't leave those kind of reviews. I was talking to somebody, and it may have, it may have actually been David, and it says that, for whatever reason, a DUI is is just. It's not. A, it's a. Don't get me wrong. It's a. It's bad. Don't do it. Um, in terms of legal scale of severity, mm -hmm. it's just a misdemeanor, mm. and so people will have a misdemeanor. I don't know where battery fits in it, and and not be that concerned about it. But if they have a DUI, they freak out and they want to get it. You know, that's why DUI <laughs> attorneys can do good because there's a lot of social stigma that associated with the DUI with yeah. as opposed to whatever vandalism or whatever else might be is a misdemeanor. Yeah, so so I, I agree. Include a privacy uh, line. It, it, it increases the trust Yeah, is what I wrote. And you really want to increase that trust in order for somebody to submit your form. Uh, number two, and Chris was just speaking on this, I'll go for fewer form elements. Uh, she says uh, the idea is to ease into a relationship with your prospects. You don't want to startle or put buyers on edge by asking too many questions. And, um, and I totally agree. And I put, especially if your sales process is, let's say, dependent on phone calls, then there's no need to have seven or eight different fields on your form, like the event date or how many people going to be there or, or whatever it is, because you're going to ask those questions on the phone. Yep. And so, you know. As nice as it is to have, an, you know, ha have know what they're going to be looking time, for, it's not worth. So we it's read, not worth re reducing the amount of forms we you an, get. Uh, we read an article. It was something like 10% reduction in form submissions what, per field. field. Mm -hmm. Per field. Think about that. So every field you're, re you're removing, you're adding. The, the, the math doesn't work in exactly reverse, but you're adding 10% more people submitting. So get those people. Get them on the phone. Who cares if you don't know what they're going to do? You got a script. You're probably re-verifying that anyway. Anyway, yeah. So get them on the phone. Um, number three. Take up less space with form fields. She says the game is to have fewer elements on the page. And mm -hmm. I agree. And, and, and one of the things we've actually done default for all Across clients, the board, yeah. Across the board for anybody is when we create contact forms, we put the label inside of the text field. So that way it doesn't say name and it, then a space for a field. There's just the space. And inside that space it says name. So when that you takes click a in it, form from this long to this long. Too bad you're probably listening to this right now. I can't see my wonderful <laughs> finger gesture. demonstration. I it was did. brilliant, by the way. It was, it was amazing. <laughs> it was equal to the other symbol that you did earlier. Yeah, that I don't even remember. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but, but, but put, we, we do that. And so decrease the space between fields. Don't double space them and, and have all this thing because maybe it looks styled and pretty and you have a lot of white space you're trying to fill up. 
Nope, you're just making a form that looks long, even if it's really not. Yeah, I, I think I did a demo for one potential client where I, I just took the exact same short form and p- just spread it out on a page. Mm-hmm. And like, yes, that form looks intimidating. The exact same form, exact same <laughs> form, smaller in a, in a, in a box. small box in the corner. I was like, yeah, I'll fill that one out. The other one was too big. It's the same, same form, elements. same fuel, same everything. So more screen real estate. So yeah, take up less space. Um, number four, she says, uh, use optional form fields. She goes on to say, prospects are able to provide more information if they like, but they aren't forced to. And, yep. and, I, and I totally agree. One of the things we we're going to try out was um, was having optional form fields where it's a pop up. And so once you hover over submit before you click it, you may get a pop up that says that can ask you for that additional information, and you can fill it out if you choose to. So the logic being, the form is still not intimidating. The form is still short. So we're really mm-hmm. short. You're about to submit, and you're like, oh, you know what? Because the reality is, is some people just want to express. Like if I got a DUI, somebody got a DUI, and they just want to talk about it. Yeah, right? yeah. That optional form field is a comment box. Let them have that opportunity. Exactly. Yeah. So, so um, I'll say, yeah, put the, um, with the pop-up or drop-down. Those are different ways you can use optional form fields. Um, number five, uh, try a two-page lead form. Done that. Great. Yep. She says, uh, good out, she, she compared it to dating. I thought right. this was kind of cool. She said, if you ask your date 100 questions right off the bat, you're likely to freak them out and won't get a second date. Yep. It's more effective to ask questions over a longer period of time. Coffee so, first. Beds, I mean. There's <laughs> <laughs> no, no, like coffee, then a drink, drink then a bed. bed. But two-page lead forms worked. We had a couple of clients where we did that, where they started off with the short form. Dude was uh, buying used cars. Yep. And so um, yep. it was just a quick form. Name, email, phone, location, submit. And he got your lead information. All right. Should we give away a free tip on this one? All right. The free tip is when they fill out that short form, make sure that generates an email either into your lead generation system somewhere so that if they don't fill out the full form, you, still you can still call You still capture that lead. Yeah. Yeah, so the, form, the short form was filled out. It populated his, uh, his, his Salesforce database, and then the client was presented with a longer form. Hey, we got your name. We'll be contacting you shortly and to talk about picking up your car in the meantime. What kind of car is it? Year, make, model, date. Okay, and he went through all these other information. And ironically, the good part about it was it was like every other short form submission, five minutes later, the long submission came right behind it. Right. And so, so people will actually fill them out yep. if they have a vested interest in what you offer. Yep. So if it's necessary for you to capture that much information, um, then try a two-page lead form. For sure. It can work for you. Uh, that was number five. Number six, uh, include a lead form above the fold. She says, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the best place lead forms convert is in the upper right-hand corner of a page. Um, and I totally agree. I think about, I think about uh, Manning. Yep. For example, we had a client where we had a, um, uh, a shorter uh, sighting banner, and we had the form right next to the banner, and we put it there for a reason. And the client was just like, oh, it looks out of place. It shouldn't go there. It shouldn't go there. And so they, you know, we, uh, we, we give a recommendation. And supporting reasons behind that recommendation, then we do with the clients. Then we put it where they want it, yeah, <laughs> so, for, for a short period of time. Yeah, exactly. So we ended up putting it where the client wanted it. We moved it down. And what happened is they saw a huge decrease in form submissions, like immediately. They went from getting five or six a day to like two. And after three days, she was like, whoa. <laughs> 
What's going on? Can you fix what that happened to my phone? Is my site broken? No. Your site's not broken. Well, well yes. <laughs> at your request. <laughs> yeah. So, so once we put the form back, uh, then their form submissions went higher. So, so yeah, we definitely um, believe in including a form above the fold. Absolutely. And not more than just above the fold, but, but prominently, high, prominently yeah. and highest, uh, the higher on the page, the better. Yeah. Number seven. Um, use compelling words on submit buttons, like get a free obligation quote or get a quote now. And instead of just submit or search or yeah. whatever your button text is, um, I'll say use words that are consistent with your CTA. So we was talking what about our tip earlier. Yeah. If in your page title it says apply or purchase, and that's what they clicked on to get to your site, and then they get to your form. Your form, the submit button should say apply, apply. or yeah. purchase or whatever it is. So and maybe way, more, yeah. but should definitely say apply. Yeah. Yeah, you want that consistency, and so that way people have a better understanding of what they're actually doing. They are applying for something, uh, or you know whatever it is you're asking them to do. Uh, number eight, design buttons that convert. Interesting. Yep. She says, my absolute favorite button colors are orange and blue as they tend to provide the best conversions. Interesting. I like to see the data that supports that. Yeah, me too. Uh, um, I like this. She also says, um, if size is appropriate, you should be able to see both both the buttons and the wording on the buttons if you're walking by the computer. That's a great test. Yeah. If I can walk by and see. I call it the see, drop test. Yeah, yeah walk yeah. by and I can see apply, then, then you're doing design. pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I'll say this: make sure that the button fits your site style, right? If your site is um, is is corporate and straight lines and you know open and this and that, don't have no buttons that are round and funny looking that Disco'd don't out. <laughs> that don't that don't aren't consistent with the design of your site because uh, nobody's gonna click it because it looks out of place. Yeah, and so uh, so yeah, make sure that the if you if you are using custom buttons that they that they're consistent with your site. Um, number nine. Sentence casing is better than phrase casing. Yeah, I thought they were the same. <laughs> I will say this though: um, casing works, especially in ads. And so I'll reference this in regards to a CTA. She's talking about forms, and so maybe you have a form. The the labels on the forms, like what is the best time to call you? Work on your casing. Capital W, capital I, capital T, capital C, right? The first letter of each word makes those forms, makes those, makes the phrases and the sentences pop. Makes them pop. Yeah. Makes them easy to read. Makes kind of draws your attention. And she's sentence cases where it's just the first letter that's capitalized, and instead of the the, uh, the whole phrase. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, play around with it because yeah. it's going to work different. Like again, if you're really co- corporate and buttoned up. You got to use sentence case, yeah, right? Period, because yeah. that's how your content is structured. And if you're, you know, if you're off the wall or whatever, some urban website, you could definitely case Get it. Ra- you could case it randomly. I mean, <laughs> it, and it might actually close better. I dropped this in there, especially for if you're doing like pay per click. Um, casing is extremely important at that point because you really need your ads to stand out. I always do phrase casing, yeah. first letter of every word, uh, and ads tend to have a higher click through ratio. Yeah. Number ten, last one. And I disagree with. She says, "Don't ever use captcha on forms." Ooh, I disagree. I get it. So she doesn't offer an alternative. No, she just says, "Don't use captcha on forms." Wow. Um, 
And so I get why you say that because capture can it's very annoying well, as hell. Yeah, it turns <laughs> away people, especially if it's one of those. I don't use a hard capture. Yeah, like if it's one of those ones with the like they got the new ones with like the background image was moving and right, then the right. words were floating. So and the words like, are easy to read; they're just moving a little. Yeah, yeah. It's like type this sentence here. Like man, I can't see the sentence. Right. Yeah. So don't don't do one that's gonna force me to have three. You know what we recommend for a captcha. Use that branded opportunity capture. to do a branded capture. Branded capture. So we actually got rid of captures because we do believe it's a form, an extra form field. Mm-hmm. It makes the form more intimidating, less likely to fill out. And we use something called a honeypot. So just Google form honeypot. You'll find it out. It's actually pretty cool. It works really well. Um, prior to that, in our captures, captures, our capture was eWeb. E-Web. Right? So it was an image of eWeb. So, yes, if somebody decides that ours is the website that they want robots to submit forms on, all they need to do is submit, e- figure out that it's eWeb and the image never changes, right? But we don't have that kind of volume. And a lot of the websites you're going to be dealing with don't have don't that, have kind, of that kind of volume. You don't have to worry. Yeah. By the way, you can test it. Right? Just stick up, you know, if you're Walmart, just put Walmart or low prices or mm-hmm. whatever, whatever that little thing is. And so now you're rebranding. Free on quotes. The, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, you can make, you can brand the capture. And, the, and the, the subliminal messaging behind it is that people actually have to type this. Yep. And so whatever your branded capture is, is a form of marketing. Yep. And so, so take advantage of that. Yep. Um, and I'll say this, I added this on. It kind of depends on the industry, right? Some industries you may get hundreds of form submissions all the time. Um, and if a bulk of those are spam, then you best to have a capture on there. Yeah. However, you may be in an industry where you don't get that many form submissions. And so you don't want to use a capture to prevent whatever forms that you do get. Yep. So 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 take caution. I recommend we recommended a, a branded capture or, or check out the uh, honeypot for your form submissions. Works really good. So good stuff. that was a uh, Mona punch in the face too. Yeah, punch in the face to Mona. Um, Elisa Lee. I think I got it right Elisa that Lee. time. I'm over at Search Engine Land. Great article. Uh, we'll post it on Facebook and, and tweet it and do all of that stuff. And give you a tip next podcast. Mm-hmm. All right. So I know that <clears throat> we have a little bit of one of our favorite sections. It is called. What? Yeah, so this is what news goes back to Bing. Bing. I was talking about the right, earlier. So they did good algo cat, algo categorism changes. Yeah. And now? And so one of them, the algo cat was the street side view, right? Right, right. right. They call it street side view? Street okay. side view. Yeah. Now, the, 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 the street side view is also a part of my what news. Okay, right. Unfortunately. It's only available on Windows 8.1. <laughs> what? Wow. Yeah, exactly. Wait, wait, that's my least favorite operating system, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, so, that, that sucks. Like, I was willing when I first read it. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I'm going to go see it. Yeah. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go You can't see it, see it on your, your Mac can't Pro. See it, period. You can't go see it on your Windows 7 machine. Or my phone. Even Windows 7, even their own, bro? Wow. That's, so, um, that's counterintuitive. Is the maybe the attempt is to get more people to use Windows eight? So you're gonna no, use they can't see it. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna use like the, the a less popular search engine to try and drive people to use the most popular operating system except the newer version. I don't I don't see any logic there. Yeah. Yeah. And so and this week's word of the week um is trolling. <laughs> 
trolling. <laughs> trolling, yeah. That's when you use social media or digital media to uh, to harass people. What's the word I'm looking for? To heckle people and things like that and, and bother bully. people. Yeah, Online bullying. bullying. Trolling. Yes, trolling. So, trolling. So if you don't, don't do that, man. That's, that's a bad that's, look. That's, 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 that's douches. That's very douche. I was going to say douche delicious, but that sounds nice. Yeah. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> I don't know how that works. All right. You have been listening to the most popular SEO podcast on iTunes in Houston in, in the known United States, planet, known universe. Galaxy. We're working on the unknown universe. We just haven't found it yet. Um, <laughs> this is podcast number 247. When we find it, though, we will likely name it like Top Position Snatchers. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, you've ta- isn't it? Remember, we're looking at a client this week. It's Top Three Position Snatchers. Mm-hmm. Boom. Oh, yeah. One, two, three. Thank you. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. It's you guys who have made us the most popular SEO and internet marketing podcast. We are broadcasting live from 5999 West 34th Street, Suite 106, Houston, Texas. Thank you guys for tuning in. Until the next podcast, my name is Chris Burris. So, Lewis. Bye bye for now. Free. In my daydream, she's my fantasy.